0: Welcome to the PowerCast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. So welcome to another episode of the PowerCast today. And this is going to be the last episode ever. And I have the pleasure of great friend uh, Chris Spearman jumping on the podcast episode to uh, flip the switch and he's going to interview me pretty much on my own show about the last 12 months, uh, me, my life, and some shenanigans that have gone along the way. So the uh, reason this is going to be the last episode ever is we're actually going to rename the podcast The Shredder Show, which is going to go down a slightly different tangent to help you guys and girls to get as lean as possible over the next coming months, years, and decades to come. So thank you very much for coming on to the podcast, Chris.
1: Dude, always a pleasure. We speak all day, every day, and I think, um, you know, I, like you said, this podcast is going to be different it's throwing the spotlight on you but in a good way and hopefully letting your listeners and people who've followed you for a long time and look up to you massively to realize number one you're a human being and number two you're an even better awesome amazing human being than they probably realize Um, and I have the fortunate um, privilege of uh, experiencing kind of our friendship and I think there are a lot of cool things about you that people don't realize in terms of Say how hard you work how much you invest into this how much you really love what you do people see that but i don't think people fully see the depths of what you have to go to uh to make y- your life and this whole thing a success so hopefully i can kind of pick these pieces, you know here there everywhere and kind of let people into who charlie johnson is more so which is great
0: 100 so i have absolutely no idea about any of the questions what tangents this is going to go down so uh, it' should be an interesting one to see where we go with this
1: cool, so some of the first few bits is well firstly I'm, i I want to ask how you have found the last year How have you found the last year of life
0: I f- would say firstly I've probably lived more in the last twelve months than I have the last ten ten years like and that's with all you it feels like times expanded yet times accelerated if that makes sense at the same time because i've had like and this is what like i always wanted was a life full of experiences and like and doing things and like having like an impact on people and like throughout the last 12 months i've done that and the, the it literally has flown by but in reality it feels like it's it's been like a decade almost over a year if that makes sense
1: it was only uh, just over a year ago that you left your full-time job which is crazy um, you know, I think people sometimes forget that, or people sometimes go, "Oh shit, what really?" Because you know, even speaking to some of the guys, um, you know, that we're friends with, they're like, oh, "I completely forgot that Charlie was like, essentially juggling a really successful job at the same time as doing this." And um, I think some sometimes, you know, it, it's important for people to realize that you're in an incredible place right now. And I know you will never be fully settled. You always want to do better, and you're so similar to me in that sense. But that. It's taken a lot to get here in a good way. You've put in an enormous amount of hard work, and I think a lot of people sometimes look at Instagram and they go, "Oh, you know, he's just got in good shape and done this and done that." And I don't think people realize like how hard you've worked and how much you want this. And um, yeah, that freedom is 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 awesome, Um, and you know where you're at now is incredible. I want you to pick out some of your highlights of the last. I'm not going to say the last year. I'm going to say since you started CJ Fitness. Pick out some of maybe the highlights. Uh, this is a very, very good question. Therapy. So I,
0: I, I would say like there's going to be couple, there's going to be a couple here. So firstly, oh dude, take
1: your time. I want to hear them all.
0: The, the first few that really resonate in my mind. The first uh, time I started doing the Shred Nate like competitions and giving away the prizes and traveling to the winners because that was like an amazing experience to spend more time with clients like firsthand and see how happy they are with their success because ultimately that's what drives me and gives me fulfillment is helping people and people being happy with what they've achieved and me having a small part in that. So like, so for example, over the last year I went to, Ryan Carson in Glasgow, uh, Adio Gaia in Dublin. Adio, actually pronounced your name correctly, not Addy. Um, that took a long time. Hmm. Um, uh, Scott Johnson in Carlisle I went up to. We flew over to Houston in Texas to see Eric Rodriguez. And then we had um, we also had Dan who came down to um, Muscle Works in Orbiton. So very, very fortunate to have met like all of these guys. You've absolutely smashed it. Um, and like each and every time it was amazes amazing me is like how how much of an impact you can have on someone's life who, who personally I've never actually met in person. Obviously, I've, I've spoken to them a fair few times, but that was probably the biggest, the most fulfilling thing throughout the year. And then that aside, something very, very similar would be the client meetup seminar I did in Nottingham in, I think it was in July or August. Um, that was hugely fulfilling to spend some time with like a group of clients together and see how happy they were with like the community that had been created to supported like like-minded individuals, because like you and me were both, both the same that like what really breeds success is an environment of, of success. So having the correct, um, correct influence in terms of the people around you is really what we want to be. So, um, that, that's like, reality that, that, for that, me. that
1: get together in, in Nottingham looked awesome. It really did. And, you know, for you to see, um, you know, all of the, um you know say your other clients there at the same time was um was was awesome right you know i think for them to meet each other as well is is just you know it's it's something that they wouldn't have experienced before
0: awesome awesome and then i think that's the reality is it's like for them to see other people on the same journey who are going through the same like challenges same wins as them it gives them a lot of reassurance the same with the way we coach people now in terms of like the way the one-to-one side of what I do is evolve. We've, now we have uh, group calls twice a week. Like, it's really a community of like, these people aren't clients, they're friends. And that's, mm. like, for me, gives me more of a value to want to help them even more because like, I care about these people greatly and I can tell like, they care about me. So it's a very cool dynamic in that respect because everyone's trying to help each other and try and help each other level up.
1: What about your personal highlight reel? over the last say few years things that stand out in your life and and the reason this is important is because you're very real like the person that we see online is you um maybe what people don't see is that you um work harder than people realize um you know i think people think you know oh they're online they're doing this um i want people to really dig into that and also i think that you're just a genuine human being. And sometimes those aspects, um, you know, get hidden. I think you're very good at bringing that across in your story and everything that you do. And I think that's really what resonates with people. And you've been allowed to live this life that you absolutely love because of everything that you do and the lives that you change. But what are maybe some of the personal experiences that you've been able to experience because of all this too? what would the personal highlight reel over the last few years have been?
0: This is, this is a slightly different, uh, maybe answer new expecting. So maybe I say the biggest like win would be for me beating my own personal insecurities of when I first started trying to come into this and do, do what I wanted was that there was a lot of people trying to put you down, hold you back. Like, and these can be people very close to you, friends, family, and it's overcoming that, um, negative connotations from them in some respects because, like these people are only looking out for your own good, but they don't necessarily see the own like the journey you see ahead of you or where you aspire to be. Uh, no matter how much you try and make that clear to them, so it's very much probably like beating my own insecurities and like and creating confidence in myself. Which now I have got utmost confidence that I could achieve anything I want. Like similar to yourself, if I wanted to become a, I don't know, want to become an astronaut, I could probably work out a way to do it. I just need to find the right people to learn from to become an astronaut. Like that's very much my mindset yeah. and that's the way I want to go with everything. Now. I think that comes down to a few things, even like like personal highlight reels was, um, although I haven't done it for a while would be competing a couple of times, the times I have done. It's not, the show's not over yet, but, um, like You've that, have twice. Yeah. Three oh, times. Three times. Yes. Yeah, I was at all three. Um, So that was very, very much a cool thing. Like something really resonates in my mind is the show I did a body power because it was all like they had massive screens and it felt like it felt like a big deal. So that was pretty sick. Um, yeah, like for me, that was a big win because that was something I never thought I had the ability to do, not the ability, but I didn't have the confidence maybe myself to do. So I think that's one of those things that like once you achieve these small wins of achieving something you didn't think was possible, you then create a whole nother level of, you think, Holy shit, like I can, do anything I want as long as I work really, really hard, have a plan and I'm and just stick to it and be consistent, then that's that's the reality for you achieving your goals. And that's like the one thing you've said a few times to me, is like just being relentless about stuff. And that's for me, it's just like consistently repeating the right processes, and the right habits. And like I spoke about my story yesterday, the thing I like to think about is who's the person I want to be? Like, what is it I want to achieve? Like, who's your hero? Am I a hero for me? is who I am in five years time, who I'm in 10 years time. And I know when I get there in five years time, it'll be a different person that will be my hero who I want to be. But it's not becoming the hero, it's creating the right habits on a daily basis to become the hero, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, some mentors of ours have had some conversations with me along the lines of, and one of the things probably that stands out is, the end of whatever you believe in and you know whatever religion or whatever end of life on this on this earth is if you were to meet your fullest potential in person how similar would they look to you
0: and that's something i think on a daily basis and i i there is nothing worse Like the, the the greatest fear i have is like when i'm about to die is having a regret that i didn't do something or i didn't maximize the opportunities I had, or who I could be, if that makes sense, and that's—I don't think you should fear anything in life, but that—that's probably my fear—is—is is that I would say.
1: What um, what challenges have you had? Let's say business challenges first, and what maybe some of the things that people don't see, maybe some of the aspects of um the business that you've perfected, got better at, but you know, like we all struggle um maybe hiccups things that you know no one else sees the some of the triumphs no one else sees of ours and none of the say challenges no one else really sees other than our close friends and sometimes even then what would be some of the main challenges cj fitness shredded nate and you've gone through business wise um that have forced you to grow up level up, skill
0: i think it's very much from going from a one-man band where like when, it's, when you, if it's just you and you've got 20 clients or so it's fairly easy like smooth sailing you don't have to be that organized you can sort of wing stuff and like I'm not an inherently organized person but then I've had to that's become great. an organized person that's and great. so
1: interesting because to me you're one of the most organized people I know and maybe that's your level of organization from being in the corporate world is different to mine but that's interesting that's interesting but you've just like you said you've been able to rectify that really quickly I think
0: yeah and it's one of those things it's trying to like because you can see if you're not organized and you're not structured and you don't have the right systems like this is going to cause problems and be a headache and like there's a saying that I love it's like if you want to find like a good way to do something find a lazy person to do it because they find the most efficient way possible and like inherently I'm not lazy but I'm lazy in the fact that I don't want to waste time so because I have things I want to achieve and do in my life and I want to enjoy my life I don't want to be making things harder than I have to. So for me, it's very much about getting structured systemized with everything and keeping it efficient. And it's very much the same. And like, this is all what I owe to what I've learned from training and fitness is like the same structure of like, okay, I need to eat this time. I need to train at this time. And like, it gives me plans out my day. Like my training will be like the anchor of the day that I will set everything around and then I'll build my day out around from that. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And People don't see a lot of the challenges, obviously, when organisation and growing teams and things like that. And does any one thing stand out to you as "fuck, this was just an absolute balls"?
0: It, it do you know what? Just thinking about it, very much reminds me to the the egotistical Charlie of his early twenties when he would never ask anyone for training advice or help with anything. Like the big thing that I've learned, and I'm learning constantly is that the more you learn from other people and you work with other people and you ask for help, the faster you're going to progress with everything. So like, to give an example we spoke about before we got on the call, I've just joined a a fitness mentorship with Ben Pakulski because I want to try and learn and up-level my knowledge. Yes, I already know what I'm doing and I'm a very good coach and I've got a decent physique already, but could I be better and learn more? Yes, and it's, it's that reality. And I think from a business side of things, um and like my own life organization like reaching out to you as a great friend to help me I've got a big frank in Holland and like doing some of the other stuff I've done is really the key that's helped maybe calm me down because I think you picked up on it very earlier in the year that I get um because I'm very driven I get very anxious about a lot of things that they're not getting progressing quickly enough or I'm not like things aren't happening as I want sometimes and it's very difficult for people to understand and it's the same from a, a fitness perspective you have to be able to like sometimes just chill and just stick to the structure of the plan, what you're trying to do and not try and chase things or push things through. Because in reality, when you try and do that, it only ends up with
1: problems. Yeah. I think, um, dude, you've, you've been able to do that really, really well. Um, You know, I've noticed even in you the last, even few weeks since, since lockdown, that there's been a massive change. I want to talk about that because everyone in the whole world has gone through that. And I feel, be it in my life, what I've seen, you know, in my cancer research days, there are two types of people in this world, the people who see an obstacle and they rise above it and become better and upskill and uplevel and use it as a, as a reason to succeed, and other people who play a victim. And I think everyone listening to this knows which one you are. Um, how has the coronavirus scenario changed charlie johnson as a person firstly
0: this is one of the things that i was going to wanted to talk about today it's like everyone has the opportunity to do deal with situations in a different manner and you can consciously decide how you look upon a challenge now like when this first kicked off like i'm not gonna lie for probably about 24 hours i shit a brick like pretty much everyone else i was like okay i'm completely self-employed i employ all these people now and i've got all these like obligations so I was like, I, I probably had about 24 hours of like, oh fuck. And then I was like, I, exactly you said. I said, there's two opportunities here. You either use this situation as an opportunity to make yourself proud when you look back about how you dealt with it, or you become a victim and you have a victim's mindset of like, oh, coronavirus happened, it fucked me over. And that's very much the same I said to fitness clients. It's like, look, when you look back at this, like you can either look back and be like, holy shit, like I dealt with this so well. I'm incredibly proud of what I did. Or you can be like, I fucked up. I got put on loads of weight. I just watched Netflix and binged it and just created terrible habits. So, like, for me, I very much tried to, like, take action with it. So there's a saying I love, "is action beats anxiety. So, like, first thing I did was, like, on my whiteboard uh, in my office, like, wrote lockdown projects. And it originally lockdown was supposed to be for 21 days. We're now into, like, nearly three months. Um, to give some context. And I wrote down loads of things I could do to try and help clients, provide value and just try and provide support. And that was very much the first and foremost thing I did was just try and like work my way out of trouble. And so for probably like the first three weeks straight of lockdown, I was getting up at five every day, working flat out. Like people didn't see, people don't see the reality of that and what it takes to do that. And the strains that puts on you and your relationships and things like that sometimes. So that um, very much was my approach and it worked very well. And we managed to like pivot and, we help loads of clients, we changed the ShredNate program so it's now more affordable. We offer loads of home workouts which we weren't doing before. And we're getting people in incredible shape all over the world. And guess what? It's in like the shittest, most difficult time ever. But people are absolutely smashing it. And we've got more clients coming on board than ever because guess what? We're helping more people around the world. And like realistically, my big ambition is to help as many people as possible. And the reality is that people now have a bigger problem than ever that they didn't know how to train at home. They didn't know what to do. And it's going to be the same when, like, post-lockdown, um, like, people aren't going to know what to do when they go back into the gym. So, like, that's very much my next thought process. is like, how can we help people and provide more information to get back into training, to get back into shape? Because I think, like, the average stat is the average person put on like, four or five kilos during lockdown. Um, so there's going to be, again, a lot of people who need help um, to get back into where they were beforehand, if that makes sense. But the, the big thing for yeah. me I think I've learned is, like, having more control over my conscious thought process and how I look at a challenge is very much a a big learning curve. I think I can't remember this conversation I was having with you, but like it's very much made me realize that the importance of experience in life, because once you've been through a challenge and then you've come out the other side, like a plus and you are still doing well because you dealt with it in the correct adult manner. Then I think that's an experience that you will have the rest of your life that when you next see, hopefully never coronavirus again, but I don't, know. I don't know, say the internet went bust or something stupid, I don't know, just making something up. But like, you would have a better way of dealing with it because so you think, okay, I've been through this challenge before. I can overcome this again, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think um, we've got obviously gone through this. Like, what are the, what's the probability that there'll be another global pandemic? For us, we don't know. But what I do know is if and when that ever did happen, we'd know exactly what to do. We'd be like, oh, okay, been here before know what to do, let's it, it wouldn't even yeah, it would be it'd be it would be, oh, fuck's sake. But we'd know what to do. And I think that's the same with any obstacle in life is once you, you know, are presented with that obstacle, you can address it, you figure out a better way to go around it. Um yeah, maybe it may not happen again, but if it does, you know you're ready. And um you've done that obviously from a personal level as a friend I've been able to see you grow massively. Um as you know as a human and also I feel like you've relaxed a little in a good way you've been able to become more focused more clear more thoughtful about you know what's actually important in your life how useful is that because there are a lot of people who are going to be going back into the workspace over the next few months and back to the rat race back to this and that and I'm too busy for this and too busy for that and you work harder than 99.999% people I've ever met in my life yet you've still found value in walking, breathing, taking some time, reading a book. How useful has that been for you?
0: This is a very, very weird thing to say, but this COVID-19 outbreak is probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And it's probably like not something anyone would ever expect here. And I don't mean that disrespectfully of anyone who's died, but like it's really forced me to internally look at myself rather than look at the external of like just focusing on my physique and stuff from the outside so like for me i've really focused on like now i've got a perfect environment i have i'm in the same place for a while obviously and it's really given me an opportunity to like get a greater understanding of my like brain my own thought processes and managing myself and it's the same for every single person out there like the only thing holding you back from achieving what you want in life is your own thought process and your own mind and your limiting belief so like it's given me clarity in terms of like control of myself and um really reinforce the idea of how important it is to be able to have a clear thought process like going for a walk every day leaving my phone at home and reading a book for half an hour like it's give me a conscious control of my own brain and what affects me and what doesn't affect me whereas I think very much before is very much like go 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 all the time and just as I said earlier in the podcast like trying to chase stuff and just being busy for the sake of being busy was now very much trying to almost like slow myself down and then have a more of a calculated approach to my life so I can enjoy it better, help people more and have a clearer thought process with less stress, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm going to do something a little different, a little unique for a podcast. I've got a stopwatch beside me. I'm going to click start and you've got 60 seconds. I want you to have a conversation with everyone here detailing exactly what you would say to yourself when lockdown started go
0: first thing i said to myself as soon as you starts is you have to lead by example so like people look up to you and expect you to deal with this and people will be looking at you to see you've how got 60 you
1: seconds to... you want to get quick info across
0: okay so get clear action points of what you want to do to try and like get the end result you're looking for and how to lead by example because people are going to be looking at you either if you're going to fall by the wayside or you're going to stand up and come through this stronger. So take action and like make a clear list on a daily basis of what you need to achieve and keep it structured left. Keep going. to the outcome you're looking for. So keep things structured, take action and keep yourself accountable on a daily basis by writing it down. Enough.
1: Fifteen seconds. What else? What else would you tell yourself? In addition to that, you back
0: I'd, to the I'd future. Out, I'd reach out to a support network and make sure you have uh, people around you to bounce ideas off for when you your head goes. Seven,
1: six. Um, What's the last thing you'd say?
0: Uh, write notes every day as a diary.
1: Epic. Done with eight with point one second to spare. So it's interesting when you're in that scenario and. That's something that someone, someone threw on me the other day and I was like, oh, that's such an interesting one um, because what it does is it forces us to go, shit, what would we do? I'm going to ask you the same question and you've got another 60 seconds and you need to think, what would I say to Charlie when he first got into the fitness space? If it was just bullet points, you need to get across as much info as possible, telling yourself in the past what you wish you knew. Go
0: find a mentor for every aspect of life that you need help with. So I'd go to the best uh, bodybuilding, co- like weight training coach I could find, the best nutritionist I could find, the best health expert I could find. I would go to uh, like social media experts from a business side of things. I'd go to business experts from a business side of things, IT experts. I would just try and learn all as much knowledge as possible to try and accelerate my progress because that's the key. And then I would also focus on keeping a clear, structure of your day of what you're trying to achieve by the uh, high performance planner from Brenda bouchard because that's awesome and 25 also, seconds
1: left what would you say to charlie the human
0: charlie the human i would say create time for yourself which i still struggle with and i'd say like be grateful and thank those around you who support you on a daily basis which is something i very much focus on trying to do now so uh, and create and you know, remove negativity from your environment physical or
1: uh, people Perfect. Nicely timed. It's, it, I think that gives people a very good look into if you have a very short space of time, what are the things that have really resonated with you in your life over the last period of time? Um, I want to take a, a slightly different approach also. And in terms of maybe people listening who have followed your journey and watch you on Instagram and have seen your ads and see everything and they see that, what would you say to them? Like, it's completely just Charlie the human. Like as a as 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 a man who've, you know, you've got the world at your feet, but you still struggle with, you know, maybe putting things to one side sometimes and and de-stressing and the the very basic things that all human beings ch- have challenges with. And that it doesn't change no matter how many followers you have on Instagram, no matter how much money you have in the bank, it does those things don't change. What would you say if you were speaking to every human being from a human being standpoint, not Charlie CJ Fitness, you know, global, global icon, just as a human, what would you say?
0: I'm the same as you. Like, like I'm a real person. I have the real same challenges that you do with family, with people who have health scares, with like the stresses of just general life. With my own personal challenges, with my own like mind, my own self doubts, because like a lot of people have, like one of the biggest reasons people can't achieve what they want is they don't believe in themselves, they're doubtful, they they can't commit to things. Like my issue is that I can't, it's never been that I can't commit to things. Like now, maybe five years ago, it probably was, and that's where everything really changed for me. I think when I started committing and jumping with both feet, but I think very much people, like the real me, is that I have the same challenges on a daily basis that everyone else does in terms of like i need to try and find time to work out spend time with my wife like all all the same challenges everyone else have like i have exactly the same we all have the same 24 hours in the day it's just how you choose to structure your day and how efficient you become with that that's really going to make the difference and i think that's where a lot of people don't realize they actually live a very inefficient life and like for me i referred to earlier like i'm inherently lazy in a lot of respects so that i want to try and be as efficient as possible with my time so like in that respect i say like, i'm the same as you i have all the challenges that you have the same emotional challenges of uh i don't know, body issues body dysmorphia which i've spoken about in a previous podcast that people will look up to someone like me and think like you've got uh, everything but then that doesn't necessarily make it easier because you always want more or you always want something different perhaps and I think that's um, probably some context for people, if that makes sense. Because, like, for me, I think one of the big things that's changed is that materialistic stuff means nothing to me. That all, all that matters to me is uh, family experiences and fulfillment. And, like, what's been slightly frustrating at the moment is there's lack of experiences because, like, my favorite hobbies are probably traveling, eating, and uh, eating out, and then, like, working out. And obviously, we can't travel anywhere. And I'm very much getting itchy feet. But, like, I'm the same as you and have the same challenges um but it's just the way you choose to look upon those and maybe manage those internally i think it's maybe the difference that other people may need to learn i think it's that is very much the thing i'd like advocate i want to get across from this episode is that like you being happy and not, not even achieving what you want but just being happy is about you learning about yourself and what's important to you
1: yeah um that's something that i've you, you've, you've just done that art like for for context for guys listening myself and charlie met in the gym that we used to train in we were training partners maybe five six plus years ago and we're just looking at you now and then you're just night and day in all aspects of your life in maybe you know your mindset how much you invest into this yourself and and your life and your business um obviously you, you have in the business you've been in better shape and you uh, to me you've always been in in, in good shape but um it's just uh, an aura of relentlessness. And I say this to you all the time. Um, people are going to laugh at this, but I've said, Charlie, I don't know if you can box at all, but the analogy still remains. I said, if I was to get in a ring with anyone, forget the fact Charlie's one of my best friends, I would hate to get in a ring with Charlie because he's just completely relentless. If he's going to do something, he will just be consistently relentless forever until it happens. Um where do you think that comes from? Do you think that's co- it's coming from a, a deep-rooted knowing your why, or is it just a, an inbuilt competitive aspect or both?
0: I think it's a combination of a few things. I don't think... And being honest, it's probably driven by a combination mainly of fear and insecurity that I am worried about not achieving what I want and not making those around me proud of me, if that makes sense. That's probably the biggest driving factor for me i think is very much like seeing what my capabilities are and then achieving what i know i'm capable of and that's my fear is as we said earlier is like me getting to i don't know 75 80 looking back and thinking like you took your foot off the gas and you just pissed away your life which for me is not not pissed away your life it's, like it's people's choice with what they want in life but what i want in my life is to have impact and help people so that I can have a positive influence on people's lives and not just, uh, just not just coast through life, which respectfully I see a lot of people doing. Um, and like if you can have a positive influence on one person's life a day, like for me, that's a big impact. And I'm big into like the whole law of attraction idea of things that if you, if you go out that mindset trying to help one person every single day, like, like positive people positive things will come into your life by just by the nature of the way you conduct yourself and the the way you behave
1: how addictive is it to know that you've helped change someone's life and you just want to keep doing it over and over again
0: yes it's like uh if i i've never done like really like recreational drugs but if i was a, a drug addict i'd imagine it's very much the same sort of thing because there's nothing like it's like a weird thing to say but It makes you very very warm and fuzzy inside when you get like a long message from someone they're like you completely changed my life I can't believe what I've like what's happened to me you've turned me around um because I was very much like that probably early in my life that I didn't I was lost I didn't couldn't find my way of what I wanted to of who I was maybe I didn't have my identity yet and it's taken me a while to um as we said earlier create the right habits and actions on a daily basis to become my version of my hero who i'm not yet um but maybe if i looked back at who i was who i am now compared to when i was 20 if i was would i be happy with that i probably would say so um but in reality i think you should always aspire for more but i think the the feeling and the fulfillment from helping people is really why i do what i do because in reality i was an a a job for anyone who didn't know before in like uh, real estate in America or like a state agency in the UK, and yeah, the money was cool, and I was I was like respectfully very very good at what I did, Um but there was no emotional fulfilment from it. It's just a transactional process, and very rarely would you get a job well done. And so, for me, it was very much how can I help people and what makes me happy? And making what makes me happy is making other people happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. What um. Slightly off topic again, but valuable. What five books would you recommend if you could only have read five books to this point? What five would they be and why?
0: I have got about a million I've bought in the probably last three weeks that I need to that's what I asked. (laughs) For
1: those of you guys who don't know, Charlie's Charlie's going through a fair few right now. So what five would you give to people? Because the, the reality is a very small percentage of people listen to this actually read that often. Now, some people will be massive into you know personal development, and, but most people don't read as much as they could. So if we're to give them shortcut their time to not read a lot of books that they, not say that they don't need, but if you were to condense it just to five books that anyone should read between and the end of the year, would there be yeah. no way?
0: So I'm looking at my bookshelf now to resonate with you. So the first one I'd go through is, your erroneous zones by dr wayne dyer which is very much about your own self-awareness and you being aware that like if you feel anxious that's your own conscious decision if you feel negative that's your own conscious decision and that you have control on the way you look at things in perspective so like now is an awesome time to have perspective with the shit situation right? I shouldn't say shit situation the the, the i don't call it the pandemic that's going on at the moment like you now don't have the opportunity to go to a proper gym. So I imagine sometime within the last 12 months, you probably got to the gym and like, I can't be fucking asked for this. And, but I bet now, but that's your own conscious decision to feel like that. But I bet you have someone offers you now like, Oh, do you want to go to the gym? You'd probably pull their arm off. Um, so that's very, very good for book for, in terms of your own uh, awareness of you and who you are. Maybe you find your own identity and control of yourself. Um, next up, I'd say the one thing by Gary Keller is a very good book and it's a book in regards to what's like the most important thing that you really need to focus on. So like in particular with the world we live in now, we're constantly distracted and stimulated by phones, computers, TV, whatever it might be. Um, it's like, what's the one thing that's really going to help you add value to your life? Um, that would be an excellent book. Uh, next up, I would go for atomic habits which I'm actually rereading again, which has so much value in terms of what we were talking about earlier and you becoming the uh, your hero in three years, five years, ten years, or wherever it is. Because in reality, you becoming the person you want to be is down to the daily habits you create for yourself. So that would be book number... Th- I,
1: hope, I hope you guys are taking notes because those are three books I've actually not read, believe it or not. not. So I'm not Atomic Habits
0: is probably one of the best books I've ever read, I think. Very, very good. Amazing. Uh, next one I'd go for is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I can't remember who the author is. I know you've got it, so you might know it. As...
1: Teeth, Carnegie.
0: yeah. So that that's that's an excellent book. I haven't read that for two years or so maybe, um, but that would be something very much I'd recommend. And then last, and the last one. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna look at my bookshelves. I'm gonna go for. Uh, A look, there's too many to choose from. Um, I tell you what, yeah, I'd go for the book, um, Influence. So it's by Robert P. Caldini. So that's a very good book in terms of again, like how you can have a positive influence on people and their psychology to again create the right habits. I think the interesting thing you might notice out of these five books, they're all very much
1: your thoughts, yeah. Yeah, they're all, mind- they're all mindset process around controlling your thoughts and how beneficial your thoughts can be to impacting your life.
0: And that all comes back down to what we were saying earlier. It's like, what is the bottleneck or the limiting factor from you achieving whatever you want to achieve in life? And that's your own brain, your own thought process. It's not your body if you want to get in shape. It, like If you want to get in shape, what's going to get you in shape is you having the right, right habits and daily actions of a person who's got 10% less body fat. And that's a fact.
1: So, you know, I think it's between 70 and 80% of podcasts don't get above 11 episodes. This has got to 100, and it's the very last episode of this show, which was, an, it's been amazing. I've not listened to all of them yet, but you've had some incredible guests. Um, they've all told you, you know, their life stories and given value and what, you know, what they're doing next in their lives. What's next in Charlie's? Where Charlie's 30 right now, same as myself, where do you see yourself in the next five years? And, and not just like, tell us where you're going to be. I want you to talk us through the journey of the next five years. What would be some of the stepping stones in, in moving towards where you want to be, how many lives you want to change, the things that are going to happen, not the end product. I want you to, you know, f- just for a few, Talk us through the the process that is about to happen over the next five years. Because anyone listening to this knows that if you say it's going to happen on this podcast, it's happening. That's just just the way you are. But talk us through it because we want a little bit of a preview for what we're about to watch.
0: So for me, I see the next five years as very much the journey that I've almost gone through the last 12 months. And I think even during lockdown, this has resonated with me even more is that the importance of learning and knowledge. And I know I've asked you a few times, I'm trying to learn to speed read so I can acquire information faster. And something else I also mentioned is the importance of life experience. And now I'm 30, like my wife started buying gardeners world magazines. I'm very much feeling 30. I, um, <laughs> I shouldn't jest. It, it is getting a bit of a joke though. She's now watching gardening shows. Um, so like now coming into 30s and like thinking towards like where do i want to be at 35 like the thing for me is that i want to be the best in the world that i can in terms of everything from being a trainer from having been a husband from hopefully being a father one day like those sort of things are really important to me um so that's really where i'm going to go like an educational route
1: on you know on those three points from a friend to a friend forget everyone else is listening as as emotional as i'm getting you've achieved those three things already you just haven't realized it yet which is a pretty cool thing and and that if anything and anyone listening to this has identified it, it's very easy to look at social media and think that someone has you know a persona or an ego and there's just none of that with you yes of course social media will portray that way and and that's just the way social media is but the reality is you're so humble, you're so genuine, you're so honest, you are my best friend Um, and I hope at some point today you take a minute, take half hour, sit down and go, fuck, what I've managed to do has been fucking incredible and I'm excited for your next five years and I'm glad that I'm going to be some part of it at least as as a great friend but anyone listening to this and anyone who watches what you do, they're in for a pretty cool five years too, they just don't get to see what we see.
0: Yeah, I think, like, talking back on that, I think some of the highlights of the last year was, like, the time we spent together traveling around America was very eye-opening.
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: (laughs) So I think about that time a lot, and I think I'm very much... That's my big thing I'm looking forward to at the moment is when we can resume uh, normal activities of, like, exploring the world, learning more, and becoming better human beings, because I know you're... Morals and motives are the same as mine is helping as many people as you can, and um, and that's very much like very much where I'm excited to be. See where everything could be within five years' time, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, anyone who's who's watched you this far has seen in a short space of time you do some incredible things. Five years is a lot. Dude, a year is a long time. Think of where you were a year ago, and the next five years is going to be huge. So, what would be Let's just say I asked you the same question I asked you at the very start of this podcast, but I asked you that question in five years time, what would be the highlights of the next five years? Tell me, take me into the future, take everyone else into the future. What are those highlights going to be?
0: I think f- for me, like the big things I'm looking forward to is very much like family stuff. We're starting a family, uh, potentially move house things like that would probably be like the big things that first come to mind and then very much trying to help more people on a global scale And I'm very much I want to do much more hands-on stuff so I'm looking forward to doing some things in terms of like training camps and, to try and provide people with more knowledge because the, the best way for me to have more of an influence on people is to give them knowledge and the ability to help themselves which is what we do within the coaching programs it's like yes we'll get you in awesome shape and 12 weeks, 12 months, whatever it is. But um, the reality of what success looks like is not the short here and now. It's the long term, like you having created the right habits and uh, thought process throughout the process to become the person you want to be at the end of the, the end of the journey. So for me, it's very much more um, focusing on family and creating the life that I want for my family that I know they'll appreciate. And then also creating the environment of success for people so that they it solves the problems that a lot of people are having in terms of like getting in shape, uh, confidence, mental health issues, which I think are all things that are getting worse and worse, unfortunately due to social media in some degrees and some of the shit that's put out there, which I referred to in a few posts, anyone who saw a bit of a long email I sent regarding that skinny jab bullshit. Um, that very much is where I'm looking to be is to try and help people and protect them from getting to that sort of situation where they're looking into things like that.
1: Yeah, dude, I think, you know, anyone who's listened to any of, you know, and all of your last uh, podcast can only thank you. And as a friend, as a listener, as someone who watches your stories every day, someone who has a keen, um, you know, invested interest in, in you from an outset and from an inside, um, I want to thank you massively for everything that you do. Um, I'm really excited for the next chapter of your life, for the start of the new podcast um, and for the next uh, five years of your life. 100%, 100%. So um be
0: interested to see where we're both at in five years time.
1: Either way, dude, we're going to be somewhere with a Bailey's, some ice, chilling the in the sun. Yeah, dude. So, Been a pleasure.
0: Um, if anyone listened to this found this helpful, insightful, please share your stories, tag myself and Chris because we'd be fascinated to know any feedback on it and more information on the next podcast will be coming out shortly. We'll be blasting out about 10 very short episodes Quite quickly back to back, which we'll be going through the science of fat loss and the keys to really achieving the goals you want to be. So, thank you so much, Chris, and uh, flipping this podcast on myself.
1: Loved it, dude. Pleasure.
0: Now, that was an absolutely killer episode of the Power Cast. Hope you guys absolutely loved it. Now, I want to fill you in something I put together, which is absolutely incredible to help you not just survive during this quarantine, but actually thrive and come out of the situation in your best shape ever. So I appreciate a lot of people are really struggling at the moment in terms of knowing how to train from home, knowing how to stick to their diet when stuck in the house, there's ladies in lockdown, guys stuck in the house, there's a lot of issues going on here. And I wanted to come forward to help you guys and girls come out of the situation as a success. Now, what I have done is completely revamped my world-famous Shred Nate and Sculpt Nate programs. And what's even more exciting about this is I giving you 77% off on the price of the program. So normally it costs 149 pounds or 200 US dollars. Now you can sign up for just 37 pounds per month or 45 US dollars. And what's better, you can actually lock this price in for the rest of the year to see a new training program and new diet every eight weeks. Now the new versions of the program are fully home workout based, just using your body weight and some basic bands. These will get you the normal world-famous results that you get on Shrednate and Sculpsnate so you come out of this situation in the best shape ever. If you'd like to get involved, please click the link below in the podcast notes or drop me a message with any questions. We'd love to have you not just another client of Shrednate and Sculpsnate, but another success story.